fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, I do not feel like it's the middle of the week. It has been a crazy wild day today, and it seems to be going way too fast for the week, which usually doesn't happen. Usually most people are dragging, saying, are we done yet? Can we get to the end of the week? But no, 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 no. We got, <laughs> I got more stuff to do than time to actually do it. Hey, welcome into the program. Great to have you today on a midweek celebration, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and on TV and on live streaming and on the podcast that we have as well as we are rocking it each and every day. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. No guests today. You and I just chit in the chat doing the thing the way we like to do every once in a while. We had Kathy Barnett. She was going to be joining us today. She'll be joining us. Let's see. She'll be joining us on Tuesday next week. She wasn't able to make the uh, schedule today, so we just got her rescheduled. Not a big deal on that one. So next week, going to have a lineup of awesome guests, and we'll look forward to chatting with her. So today, just you and I doing the thing. That's what we do, and we have a lot to get to because there's so many things to talk about. It's never it, You would think during an off-political season, we could take a break. We could just calm down for a little bit. We could have maybe just a little bit of a... Uh, relaxing time or maybe a little bit of a meditation time. Yeah, I know, but that's that's not happening right now. But we need that. We got to just take that breath once in a while. Uh, but we can't do it right now. No, sorry. Stop that. Stop that. We can't. Be, no, no, no. And get too relaxed. Get too relaxed. We have right now the Democrat Party kind of eating themselves up. I want to get to that in a second. Uh, hopefully it's been a decent week so far. I have to admit, I've been enjoying this week because not only with operational duties, radio stuff that I've been doing, uh, which is what I love to do anyways, and I enjoy it. I've also been on the side at night times, been helping coach uh, Little Voice of Reasons baseball games. She's in a co-ed uh, uh, coach pitch baseball game, uh, baseball team, and it's a lot of fun. And I've been helping out coaching that. And yesterday was our second game. The first game we actually won two to nothing. Now, really, they don't really keep score, but we keep score. I mean, we're not doing the participation trophy thing, are we? We're keeping score. They We scored two. They scored zero the first game. And then last night, we actually tied two to two. So it was kind of a fun one. Although, a little bit uh, up in the air on that as well, as some would say. But it was still a fun game. And it's really about trying to get the kids to have fun, number one. To learn the fundamentals, number two. And to learn teamwork, number three. And to win, number four. <laughs> And how to handle winning and how to handle losing. I mean, as much as I'm not into sports, I have to admit, doing it for kids is fantastic. It's awesome to watch them get excited, get amped up. Although yesterday they felt like they were sleeping. Got to admit, I mean, six and seven year olds in 95 degree weather, they literally they would see the ball get hit and roll right past them and not even like bend down to try and pick it up. What are you doing, guys? What are you doing? Come on, let's get this ball rolling. Uh, do have some work though on the batting. There were a couple of really good hits, a couple ones where we need to work on a little bit. But it's about form. If you've ever played a sport in any way, shape, or form, it's about the form. The proper form to get the muscle memory, to practice over and over and over and over again until it finally clicks and the light bulb comes on and you absolutely get it. That's a good thing. 
And we relate that to politics quite a bit as well with the form. Uh, Little Voice of Reason has one of the stronger hits on the team, I think. She did a phenomenal job. She needs a little bit of work. Needs some work. She doesn't quite follow through. Doesn't quite turn the legs and the hips as she needs to do. Doesn't quite, you know, twist the uh, wrist as they need to do to be able to hit the ball. And they really just don't watch it. But she's when she does make contact, it's very good. So what do you do? You work on the form. How do you work on the form? You work on the form by overcorrecting. You want to slide into that happy slot by overcorrecting, making it feel just a little bit goofy until you slide in and actually you get the proper form and then you stick right there and you practice and you practice and you practice. It's all about the overcorrecting. Now, in politics, you can try to do that. As conservatives, we like to try and overcorrect it the best we can. There are some purists in the party that would say we need to vote everything 100% and make the bill exactly as we want it. And if it doesn't, and if someone tries to throw something else in, if they try to negotiate and they back some things out, then you know what? We're, we're not voting for it. To hell with you. We're going to throw it out and we're going to run off that cliff with our flag holding high because we would rather get everything than not get a single thing at all. And as conservatives, we tend to shoot ourselves in the foot quite a bit on that front. Now, I'm not saying that we need to compromise and give up everything because, as you know, Republicans are the ultimate compromisers, a.k.a. they're the wishy-washy moderates who just give in to everything to say, hey, we got 5% of what we wanted while Democrats and progressives and liberals got 95%. That's not what I'm talking about. We need to be very clear there. But just in baseball, you need to overcorrect. You need to fight for the extreme to what you can get. But then when you get as much as you can, you take it. And then you move on as you continue to try and fight. Because ultimately, we want conservatism. We want limited government. We want to be able to fight and know that we have liberty for individuals, that we have private property rights, that we can say what we want to, that we can do what we want to. We want that. So we continue to fight for it as hard as we possibly can. We get what we can, and we continue to move forward. Right now, though, with this infrastructure plan, with the American Families Plan, these are terrible, horrible bills where they don't even the, – the, the, the government's not supposed to be handling these issues for number one, so therefore we shouldn't be voting on those at all. But if we are going to do something infrastructure-wise, it's not going to be a $2 trillion package. But right now, the Democrats – a little angry. I think they need just a little bit of Hoosier Reason meditation moments. Right now, according to the Associated Press, which I got to be honest, got to be honest, I'm a little surprised that the Associated Press is actually running a story like this. A lot of anxiety from Democrats as Biden's agenda ends up stalling. I, 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 hey, hey. I'm telling you, they're just, they want everything. They had a good run for the first hundred days where they are ramming through COVID relief packages. They are ramming through executive orders. Joe Biden signed, what, nearly 30 or 50 executive orders his first day or two in office. I mean, they were rolling. They felt the momentum was on their side and they were going to roll with that MAGA train. Oh, wait a second. The Biden train as much as they possibly could until it ended up stopping. Well, guess what? It's come to a stop. It's come to a halt. Because now you have to work with Republicans to actually get the major things done. You can't sign executive orders on major pieces of legislation that would majorly change the fundamentals of this nation. As much as Barack Obama may be chirping in the earpiece of Joe Biden or writing on the Sharpie on his forearm, however he gets messages across to Joe Biden, maybe that video in the morning to remind him of who he is. Like the, what is that, the 51st Dates? Adam Sandler. That was a great movie. Uh, you had to watch the movie at the every morning to remember who she is because of the car accident, because of the brain thing, and couldn't remember herself, couldn't remember her family. Had to watch the movie every single day. I swear that's what Joe Biden does. He doesn't get into the White House till 9.30 for crying out loud. 
For the first 9 to 9.30 in the morning, he wakes up. He's wondering where he's at. He's in the most expensive nursing home, at, uh, a.k.a. the White House. He pops in the movie. Uh, Joe, this is Barack Obama. I was president of the United States before you, and we forget the last four years of another guy that we completely don't even mention, and you're president now, and this is what you need to do for the day. <laughs> you think that's happening? I kind of think that's happening. So he gets there, and he signs his executive orders. But now he can't do it. Now we need actually Congress to work on things. And Democrats are livid that they still have a 50-50 vote in the Senate. But with a filibuster, you have to get 60 votes. You're not getting 60 votes. You have a few, Ben Sass, you have Mitt Romney, you have Lisa Murkowski, uh, you have Susan Collins. I mean, you have a few that are the moderate wishy-washies, but you're not getting 10. You're maybe getting four or five. You're not getting 10. And everything stopped. And all of that momentum from the Democrats, they've now halted and they're banging their head against the wall and they're frustrated. Now, I'd like to smile and remind you, gee, I wonder how Donald Trump felt the first year of his office when he was trying to do things as a business guy, trying to actually make things happen and not go through the timeline of Washington, D.C. And Republicans were blocking him. Now, Democrats seem to be doing the same thing. Joe Manchin, a pretty progressive Democrat, but one that's on our side for some major issues right now, like the infrastructure plan, like H.R. 1 with the national voting, the centralized voting plan. He's against some of these things. And the Democrats just don't understand why. They just don't like him. Because now that they've hit this wall, the progressives that were piggybacking behind Joe Biden this entire time, the Bernie Sanders socialists, the progressives, the communist manifesto types, Antifa, the Black Lives Matter radical movement, all of them had been piggybacking behind Joe Biden as much as they can. They don't like him, but he was the puppet to lead the agenda for as far as they possibly could. Now they've hit that roadblock. Democrats, Representative Ro Khanna, Democrat from California, there's a lot of anxiety right now. It's a question really for President Biden. What kind of president does he want to be after the roadblocks? By the way, she was the co-chair for Bernie Sanders' presidential bid. What kind of president does he want to be? Meaning. Why aren't you just signing executive orders here? I know that's unconstitutional. I know that that's completely fundamentally changing the country. But why aren't you doing that? You promised you would get these things done. Why aren't you doing it? You just need to sign executive orders to hell with Congress. You need to be the tyrant, Joe. Need to be the tyrant. Why aren't you just doing what you need to do? At the same time, with Joe Manchin, uh, Cori Bush I don't even know who she is. She's part of the squad, apparently, but I didn't realize that she was part of the squad. I know, oh, she's I know who she is. That's right. Mansion and Company. She did tweet out a couple days ago. Mansion and Company v. like, quote, defund police costs us uh, the elections while actively sabotaging our Democrat agenda. Our movement was at the heart of the organizing that won us the 2020 elections. Now conservative Democrats block our progress. Go, uh, join us in saving lives or get out of our way. Now, as we talk about overcorrecting your form to try and find that happy slot, that happy medium where you can chug along, you can be productive, you can get your stuff done the best way possible, but yet you're still comp- you can still work together. As you know, I'm the voice of reason. I like to work with the other side of the aisle. I may not agree with your position, but I at least want to understand talking point A to talking point B. I don't understand this. 
because you should be happy. If you're not getting a $2 trillion infrastructure plan, maybe you could get an $800 million infrastructure plan. I personally would still vote no against such a bill because I don't like spending that much money at the federal level. And it turns my it literally makes my stomach feel ill when I think about how much money we actually spend. They don't care. They have no moral compass. They have no right or wrong consciousness. You know, Jiminy Cricket in the back of their hot, uh, in the back of their head that says, "Maybe this is a bad idea." Uh, no, they don't get that. I have that. I have that little voice that tells me, you know, that's a bad idea. You know, that's really dumb. You know, maybe we shouldn't do such a thing. When I think about eight hundred two trillion dollars, my stomach falls. I feel nauseous. We literally just spent that on what? Through the government? Are you kidding me? But yet them, uh-uh. Conservative Democrats, either work with us or get the hell out of the way. That's Cory Bush. That's the latest with the squad right now. The Democrats eating themselves up. I'm telling you, the, the majority of Americans, even Democrats, don't want to go as far as what Joe Biden has proposed and what the uh, squad especially has proposed. They don't want that. They want the good old country back. Donald Trump won over a lot of Democrats in the last elections because he won people who, the blue-collar workers who said, you know what, I just want to get back to the good old days where the government was out of my way. I may be Democrat, maybe like a little bit more social programs, but overall, just leave me alone. Let me go to work. Let me bring food home. Let me take care of my family. Let me get to work. Let me say what I need to. Let me go home. Let me go to the bar and have a drink and smoke a cigarette after a long day because I'm really tired. I'm really stressed and I just need some time. Democrats, uh-uh, not allowed to do that. You are a racist, you're a bigot, and we will move forward with our agenda. We will do what we need to do. And if you don't do it, Democrats, get out of our way. Jane Fonda as well, apparently some name in politics. People are caring about her too. Mediaite reported her blaming Biden for failing to, quote, be bold on climate change. He's not acting fast enough. Why aren't these things happening? Why aren't we getting this agenda done right now? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show don't worry about it there's plenty of ways to catch the program and here's how you can do it first make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station we're here for you second subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites
Weeks, YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, the bickering amongst the Democrat Party the other side of the aisle, and I'm not really judging based on identity of political um, affiliation, but based on ideology. Really, that's how I always judge people, is based on character and ideology. How you treat yourself, how you treat others, how you view the world is kind of how we describe people. It's not about skin color, it's not about sexual orientation, it's not about gender, it's not about any of that garbage. It's not a really care. It's stupid to think that way, and it just bothers me when people actually do on both sides of the aisle. I just I don't care about any of that. What I think about is how you view the world, how you uh, approach the world, and how you approach other people based on your character, based on who you are as an individual. That's what matters the most. But uh, as we talk about the progressive movement, people with the ideology of liberal, progressive, communist, socialist values that are really the ones that are uh, really blind to common sense, got to admit it. They're a little blind to common sense on the other side of the aisle. We need to uh, categorize them of that such. And while it's entertaining to watch them eat themselves alive, it's also a little bit dangerous because the progressive movement has really grown within the Democrat Party to be a large base of it. Maybe not the foundational base, but definitely a large base of the party where they're having a lot more influence. Look at what they've done over the last, what, five months of the Biden administration, four and a half months. We've had a COVID pandemic uh, relief package. We had extension of unemployment benefits. We've had now the universal basic income, a.k.a. the child tax credit that will be starting next month. We have immigration issues that have blown up completely out of control, which I do want to talk about here in just a little bit after the break with Kamala Harris. By the way, did you know Kamala Harris, if you try and type her name into a Word document, it pops up as misspelled? (laughs) Apparently, we're misspelling the vice president's name of the United States. Kamala. Kamala. She hates that name, too. Kamala. But the Democrats are eating their own, and while it's entertaining, it's also very scary because they want it to go faster. They liked the road that we've been going on for a while, and they want it to continue and go faster. They want the infrastructure plan. They want the American Families Plan. They want the climate change and the Green New Deal. They want these things, and they want them right now. And when you take away the lollipop of a six-year-old or a five-year-old, see what they do. They flail on the floor. They try to accuse you of things. They yell at you. They scream at you. They call you a big meanie head. They hate everything about you. They slam doors. They cause a ruckus. They completely just tear things off the shelves of the store they want it back and they want it now that's progressives for you and when you try to explain no you know what it's almost dinner time i'm sorry you can't have that yet you can have it after dinner as a treat if you eat all your dinner no i want it right now and i'm not eating dinner until i get it and i actually get that that's the progressives right now jane fonda i don't know where jane fonda came from like i don't really care what a celebrity in hollywood actually does but jane fonda um joe biden being condemned for failing to be bold on climate change. He's not acting fast enough. Why can't Joe Biden? It's really the telltale sign of the administration and the president of the United States. How are you going to handle, Mr. Joe Biden? How are you going to handle this block? Now, Joe is supposed to be 
which is why maybe some Democrats went along with him. Joe is supposed to be the middle-of-the-road, lovey-dovey kind of grandpa to where he could really work with both sides of the aisle. He had been in the Senate for 47 years. He had been the vice president for Barack Obama. He was supposed to be the guy that could unite Republicans and Democrats because he moved farther to the left when he ran for president, but yet he was still Grandpa Joe. He was still the great-grandpa Joe Biden, the guy that could bring over the Republicans. Come on, man. I'm just uh, average, what they call him, uh, uh, blue-collar Joe or average Joe or whatever they called him because he was representing the blue-collar worker for so long. He was the guy that wasn't the multimillionaire in D.C. He was the guy that represented the blue-collar workers in his, in, in his state. But yet now... He can't get the Republicans to go along with him. I know it's extreme Republicans, but come on, man. Come on, man. Isn't that what he says? Come on, man. Yeah. Why can't you just go along with it? Why can't you just create this socialist nation? Why can't you just pass $6 trillion of a national deficit for one single year because it's so much money? Why can't you just do it? I was supposed to be the great uniter. And now the Democrats turning on him. The big question is over or under over the next six months, how long do you think he's going to be in office before he steps down? And that Kamala that's missed, uh, misspelled on Word documents that pops up as a red misspelled word, when is she going to be the leader of the free world? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program, radio and TV, plus the live stream and the podcast and the wherever else we're at <laughs> all over the country. I don't even know anymore, man. We're just blowing up like a, well, things. Welcome back into the show. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcast. You can find us all over our social media at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R, on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, plus the ourfreedombook.com and Instagram and TikTok. Yes, we do. I have not made a TikTok video in a while, though. I think I need to uh, up my game a little bit and make a video. I just, uh, the whole taking pictures, doing the selfie thing, doing the video thing, I'm just, that's not my me. So I need to find other things to take videos of and make it more exciting. I just have a kind of a boring life. Let me tell you, I work all day and then I party all night. Woo! No, I actually don't. Welcome back in. Trying to stumble through a program just like Joe Biden stumbling through a press conference here. 
on the radio show every single day, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Hey, we talked about yesterday, we talked about some of the high tax rates that we could see from Democrats as they try to push this corporate tax rate increase. And we talked about how uh, the evil, uh, evil rich people are trying to skate through and not have to pay taxes. I know, right? Now, they still do, but they're talking like, oh, you know, Elon Musk is worth $13 billion and he pays $500 million in taxes. Which you would think would be a lot of money. I mean, if I just even made $500 million, I would be happy. But he paid that in taxes. And that's like a 3% tax rate for him. But he needs to be paying 36% because how dare he actually not pay that. Now, again, that's his value. If you want to learn more about being a millionaire and what actually constitutes as a millionaire, you you don't have to listen to me. You can listen to other you know financial experts, someone like, I don't know, Dave Ramsey or somebody, where being a millionaire does not mean that you have a million-dollar income coming in. That means you have a million dollars in assets. That means things that you are valued at, your business, your, your uh, I don't know, some type of profit uh, business or some type of land or some type of something, something, realtor.com. Go there and look at some property and actually buy some land and you'll be great and you can actually have some value there. You create a business, you actually make something of yourself based on all the equipment, based on your revenues, based on whatever. That's value. That is assets that you actually have. And when all of that equals a million dollars, then you actually are doing what? And you could be considered a millionaire. So we can assume the same is going to be the same for a billionaire. You don't have to be making a billion dollars. You just have assets and value that is worth a billion dollars. And they say, well, we need to tax you, tax all of that at 36%. That's not true. So people that try and go after that, either one, don't know economics, one, don't know finances and taxes, or three, are just plain ignorant, naive, and just jelly because they don't have that much money coming in. But really, if you don't want to pay that much, did you know, as the latest in what's trending today... What's trending today? Did you know that you could now make up to $200,000 being a smuggler for a cartel at the southern border? I know. So according to the WashingtonTimes.com, border surge uh, that we've seen right now with all the people flooding the southern border, which we'll talk about Kamala Harris and her uh, non-trip to the U.S. Uh, to the U.S. southern border. But she did go to Guatemala, which turned out swell for her as protesters kind of kicked her out of the country. She didn't really get to do anything there. Even the White House is a little embarrassed on that one, looking down. Ooh, maybe she's not ready to let Joe Biden trip down the stairs yet. Maybe not quite yet. She needs to step, step up her game just a little bit. Uh, she's trying to handle this issue, but yet to going uh, to the border. But with all of the flood of people coming into the southern border right now, now, cartel individuals can make up to $200,000 being a smuggler. And by by the way, is tax-free. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to WashingtonTimes.com, Victoria Perez spent 10 months as a migrant smuggler. When agents finally caught up with her, she told them that she had made $200,000 over that time, over a 10-month period, working two days a week driving migrants through a Border Patrol highway checkpoint near El Paso, Texas. She charged $1,500 per person when the checkpoint was operating, but only $600 when the checkpoint was closed because the risk was low and the roads were wide open. Now, I'm a bright side kind of guy, optimistic, glass half full kind of guy. I'm guessing that we could look at it this way. Joe Biden has killed a lot of jobs. COVID has killed a lot of jobs. This could be economic incentive for the country. Can we do it that way? Economic, we're creating jobs in America. 
No, no, no. But twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a person when the checkpoints were open, and then she would somehow get people smuggled in. The two hundred thousand dollars she earned for what was essentially part-time work would exceed the annual salary of a of a normal member of Congress that usually makes about one hundred and twenty-five, hundred and thirty thousand dollars. It works out on three times more starting pay for a border patrol agent as well. They go down through the list here. So we're creating economic incentive, I guess, by allowing people to smuggle others up into the country. Doesn't sound like a bad gig, right? You know, get paid fifteen hundred dollars, smuggle them right up, and boom, there you go. You just made some good profit and go on about your day, and everything's all wonderful. Well, you know, you have problems, as we talked about earlier, with Democrats kind of already bickering at each other. You know, the hens in the hen house bickering about how extreme we need to go, and the uh, the squad. I call them the B-Squad, but the squad really saying either do our agenda or get the hell out of the way. The White House now frowning upon Kamala Harris and her performance at the first foreign policy trip, according to CNN. This is CNN reporting. When the media turns on you, when the Clinton News Network turns on you, you know you have a serious problem. Unnamed White House insiders were left perplexed by the performance of Vice President Kamala Harris on her recent trip to Guatemala and Mexico to address the root causes of immigration problems at the U.S. border. She has to go. Now, here's the thing. You know those really, really, really smart people that go to college and like graduate with a Ph.D. after like four years of college because they're really super smart. They have no life. They read all the books. They do all the tests. They ace all the tests and they walk out and they can walk into this job and, and have a Ph.D. They're really, really smart. And they're smarter than me because I didn't even get through a four year college. I went two years and I'm like, nope, I'm going to go into radio and argue with people. But, you know, those really super smart people, they're really smart. But they have no street smarts. They don't have common sense smarts. Now, I'm a blonde. I have blonde moments all the time. Just ask Mrs. Voice of Reason. I have a lot of blonde moments. But overall, I think that I have a happy balance between educational book smarts and philosophy and and learning about stats and numbers and everything of that, but then also street smarts. You ever work construction? where you have the engineers in the background making the blueprints, whipping up the project and how it's going to look, but then you actually give it to the contractor guy to build, and they look at it and they're like, <laughs> good luck with that because that's not going to happen. I've seen that. After the broadcast, or while I was in the broadcasting school, actually, I interned for the Colorado Department of Transportation uh, under the engineering department, and I was the intern, and I got paid decent, like 18 bucks an hour as an intern with the Kansas or the Colorado Department of Transportation to oversee construction pro- highway projects, like overlays and repavements of the highways and that sort of thing, building a bridge. We built this bridge, and it was my job to view the workers and watch what they were doing and to inspect it on the blueprints to make sure they were using the right size nails and to make sure that they were mixing things properly with the right ratios and to check things, and that was my job. Which it never I never understood until I actually worked it on why you would drive past a construction site and two guys would be working and seven guys would be around watching them work. I never had that kind of work ethic, and it really bothered me when I saw that. I was like, why aren't they not helping? They could get done in ten times the amount of time instead of this construction project stalling traffic for three months straight. Let's do this, baby. Come on. But I realize that they're different departments or the heads of the construction company or whatever, or the inspectors, quote-unquote. Yeah, more inspectors and chiefs than you do actual workers. That's kind of annoying. But welcome to the government process. To refer this back here, you can be the super smart guy that's creating the blueprints, but sometimes you just don't grasp the common-sense reality world of how you apply that into the real world. You can have all the book smarts you want to and pass a university, but until you actually have the hands-on at work experience, many companies don't want to hire you. 
So Kamala Harris has yet to go to the southern border. I take that back. Um, Lauren Boebert, congresswoman out of Colorado, did take her to the border in a cardboard cutout form, but took Kamala Harris to the border to give her a tour through there. So at least she did go down there, quote unquote, in a sense. But she feels like she can just understand the issue without actually going down there. She's kind of made some jokes left and right about not needing to go down there and how it's just playing the part to appear like she really cares if she has to go down to the border when she actually has to see things because she doesn't want to see things. But yet she flopped the trip to Guatemala and Mexico because apparently she needs to see what the problems are down there. Uh, We could tell you that problem. Here's the problem in Central America. There's a lot of cartels. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of crime and there's some bad living conditions and people don't want that. And when they hear the opportunity of an administration saying, hey, come on up, we won't turn you away, especially if you have kids. Then I'm 99.9%. I could be wrong on this one. Maybe it's the conspiratorial kind of guy coming out of me here. I'm pretty darn sure that when that message is being promoted, then those people are like, wow, this country kind of stinks. I'm going to come up to America, and I'm going to make that trip. And, oh, by the way, I'm part of a cartel who could make $200,000, who could actually make some decent money coming up to the border to help others get into the country. Oh, I'm part of the cartel where I could sell drugs or I could sell guns or I could sell humans once we get into the country. Oh, my kid's going to have a better opportunity than myself. There's tons of reasons why they're coming to the border. That's not the issue. The issue is the messaging coming from the Biden administration that's opening up that opportunity to want to come here. And Kamala Harris, who's been put in front of this task force to run this thing like President or Vice President Mike Pence was during the COVID task force, Kamala Harris has been put in charge of a task force to handle the issue at the southern border. And now her cute little speech yesterday that came out that said, we will turn you away if you come to our border. <laughs> if that's the messaging, if that's her strong opposition against illegal immigration, good luck with that. Because you haven't gone to the border to see that, you know, walls actually work. So maybe you should be advocating for a wall to be built. Number two, going to the other countries to try and see what their conditions are like is a waste of time. And you got kicked out because people don't like you, even down there. Funny how that works. What a mess. Again, Democrats reconsidering when she's going to allow Joe Biden to trip down those stairs for her to take over. Because right now she can't handle the simplest of tasks. One more segment of The Voice Reason coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, there's a new study out right now that really intrigues me because I never thought I'd hear something like this, but this really reinforces the idea that people live in really strange ways and have their own mindset about the world and there are different outlooks on the world. I've never thought I'd hear something, but there are some countries where people think they have too much freedom. (laughs) Say, what? Yeah, yeah, no, you heard that right. Some people feel they have too much freedom. It's kind of a strange thing. Obviously, it's not the Central American countries where Kamala Harris just got booted out of. (laughs) It's not one of those nations, but it is some nations where we talk about an idea of freedom of speech. Within America, we have freedom of speech, and by golly, we preserve that freedom of speech. And while others try to do this hate speech thing or the woke thing about if you mention different cultures than your culturally appropriating if you mention other things you're a racist if you you know whatever i mean we have the right to say things and if you're a jerk then again this goes back to the whole not necessarily based on your gender or identification or or whatever i don't care nobody cares nobody should care at least your skin color none of that we care based on your character on how you treat yourself how you treat others around you and how you view the world based on your own reality so Uh, That's how I judge individuals. If you're a jerk to people, then you obviously have some issues that you need to work through. And I'm not going to be around you because I don't need that negativity around me. And I'm just going to kind of do go do my own thing. That's totally cool. That's how we judge individuals. If you're a jerk to others, then you're you're not going to be my friend. If you're cool, then all right. uh, Welcome aboard. Welcome to the voice of reason. Welcome to the Hoosier Hulk uh, party here. But. That's how we judge individuals. So you have the right to say really, really nasty, mean things about somebody. Trump, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a sexist, you're a... You have the right to say those things. Well, what does that mean about you because you falsely call somebody something just because you don't like them? You know, Kathy Griffin, for example, with the whole picture of the decapitated Trump head. You know, you may be funny, haha, but when it comes to your character, obviously you're trying to do this as the shock jock kind of thing to get an impression. And you even said during your documentary that you're like, oh man, we're so messed up. Oh, we're going to get in so much trouble for this. And then she comes out crying when she actually got in trouble for it because I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. We know your character and you're not a very good human being. And I don't want to be around you in any way, shape, or form. You have the right to do it. But you shouldn't. There's that moral line, again, that Jiminy Cricket in the back of your head saying, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this is a bad idea. 
You have the right to do things, but you shouldn't do some things. And that's where that moral line is. And people, mostly on the progressive end of the aisle, like to push that envelope. You're like, well, can I get away with this? Hey, I did. Can I get away with this? Hey, I did. Can I get with it? No, I didn't get away with that. Why didn't you let me get away with that? I can do whatever I want to. And that's where we're at in the nation. But regardless of whether you agree or disagree, that's a good thing because we have the freedom of speech to do so. There was a study done from TheEconomist.com on different nations around the world and based on the freedom of speech that they have and based on the rights that they have with freedom of speech versus how much freedom of speech the people actually wanted. Now, it was obviously a limited study as there were 50,000 people interviewed uh, during the survey back in February in 33 different countries. 50,000 people in 33 different countries is not a lot of people, so it's a very finite amount of this survey. So take all surveys and take all polls with a grain of salt. But where I'm going with this is within the study, there were actually nations where they have a little bit of freedom of speech, not as much as we do here in the United States, but they said that they already had too much and they would be willing for the government to get rid of of said freedom of speech that they have, including countries of Kenya, Nigeria, Indonesia, Lebanon, South Africa, and then it moves on up from there where we can get into some of the interesting countries. But those are really the the main ones where they have a limited amount of freedom of speech, but they already say they have too much. Now, I think a lot of politics plays into that with a government saying, well, if you go against what the government says, we'll probably cut your head off. Off with their heads! And that's really what the government says when you disagree with them. So, I mean, conservative talk radio and the countries like that, yeah, probably wouldn't last very long. I would be on the air for about 30 minutes before they raid the studio and execute me there on the spot because that's the way those nations really work. Uh, but they even believe, many of them believe, that they have too much freedom, including saying offensive comments about minority groups or religious beliefs that should not be permitted along with insulting their national flags or making just offensive comments in general where they think they should be outlawed. Now in America, again, you have the right to do those things. You're a jerk if you do, and it kind of judges more. It says more about what you are rather than what you're trying to describe, but people have the right to do it because we like our freedom of speech as we're at the top of that with the U.S., with Britain, with Sweden, with Denmark, and with Norway, all having the most amount of freedom of speech as a nation and the people that are actually liking that freedom of speech. Kind of interesting. Podcast going up in a little bit. We're back at it tomorrow as we have a lot more to get to, but fun today for the middle of the week. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Make sure to keep that message spreading of conservatism. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a great Wednesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.